Are you ready to start living and creating your life from possibility, joy, and ease? What if every day could be a miraculous adventure? Welcome to Creating Beyond Reality Radio. Join us for a dynamic conversation of creation and possibility. Now, here is our host, creatress of magnitude, Heather Nichols. All righty, <laughs> here we go. Welcome to Creating Beyond Reality Radio. This is Heather Nichols, and there's four ladies sitting here in a room with me trying not to laugh right now. <laughs> <laughs> You said be serious. I said be serious, and they can't. (laughs) (laughs) So this is actually my last um, show on Voice America. I'm switching over to a podcast after this, Um, so you can find me in all the all the you know places: Facebook, Creating Beyond Reality page, and my website, and all that. And um, I'm so excited to have four of my favorite people here with me. Yay! Um, yay! <laughs> I think that might have been too loud for the... But hey, it's okay. Um, so one of them you knew about ahead of time, which is Susanna Mittermeier. Whoop, <laughs> <laughs> And we have surprise guests because we're recording the show at the Access Consciousness seven-day event in Malaysia. So we have Miss Kalpana, Kalpana Raghuraman. Alba Multani. Hola, hola. And Desiree Dumont. Hi. And our topic today is sex and the single woman, mm-hmm. which is a class that Susanna and I are going to be doing in Budapest and online um, at the beginning of June, June 7th through 9th. <laughs> <laughs> and um, we're super excited about it. And um, I think I'm going to just make sounds the whole show. Just make sounds. Well, we the, see. We're really what we're doing here is we decided Susanna and I. Um, well, Susanna did some body work on me today, and I was drooling at the end, and I couldn't. And it's not what you think. It's not what you think, but not you know, kind of you can think whatever you want to think. Not that kind of <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and we and we were like we were recording a radio show, and we only each have about two words, so let's have five of us, and if five of us speak four words that should you know cover the show yeah yeah so here we are so sex and the single woman and I was thinking (laughs) well we were talking about sex before we started imagine that a room with five ladies talking about sex like the first time it's happened probably yes yeah I've met you for like three years now I think it's the first time it is the first time that I... The first time that we've ever talked about ever. sex. Yes, yeah, ever, we've ever. never... We were for, just... For serious. Well, we were like, well, gosh, I mean, if we're going to do a radio show on this, we should probably talk about it, right? right. So... Just think about the untalkable. The untalkable. Well, and I was thinking, too, like, we're, we're like, we have married ladies and single ladies and relationship and... Yeah. <laughs> See, Susanna just goes, <laughs> who's married? married? I was memeing in the group. Who's married of us? Who's the gross one? Well, see, exactly. Not exactly. (laughs) (laughs) Not what I meant. So I'm watching the volume levels. Just, you know, be aware of like too loud, too soft kind of thing. I'm just, we're just going to like, there's no behind the scenes here. You guys are all in the room with us. Welcome to Malaysia. <laughs> <laughs> um, but um, 
yeah it's cool like we we um this topic came from i i i was talking to Susanna saying hey let's let's do a class together on sex and relationship and um she asked Gary Douglas, the founder of Access Consciousness, what should we call it? And he said, sex and the single woman. And she said, but we're not single. Neither one of us is single. And he said, exactly. You are, you are single women in a relationship. And there's so many different ways. Like I, I saw an article lately and posted it on Facebook about how single women tend to be, women who are single for an extended period of time tend to be happiest because they have their own lives and they create their own lives and they have a relationship with themselves. And everybody in this room, whether you're single or married or in a relationship, it's like, that's true for all of us. And you can still have that and be in a relationship. So what a cool, we have a panel. So, but I, I like what you said there, Heather, because it's like, okay, so there's in these magazines, people say, um, okay, yes, you're like single women are happy. And then there's this unspoken time span when you're in a relationship, how long you're supposed to be happy. And, <laughs> you know, until it's, until it's work, until it's, you know, let's talk about it. The worst thing a man can hear. A woman say, you know, we have to talk. That means I will tell you exactly. what you did wrong. That's the subtitle of it. Yeah. So, and we all know that, even us women. Um, so, but the thing is, when when we're in when we're single, we're supposed to be happy, or we're not supposed to be happy. When we're in a relationship, we're supposed to be happy, and then not happy. There are all these zillions of points of view about you know um, what constitutes happiness and what constitutes unhappiness and what we realized because when Gary Douglas said you know do a do a class about um, or create a you know life form whatever it wants to be about sex and a single woman and then we both like oh but we're not single um, that was like typical Gary cryptic like uh, what do you mean but what what we what we found out is oh my god there's so many definitions about you know single relationship when you're supposed to be happy when you're not supposed to be happy and all those definitions and all those points of view and how many of those have you out there bought and made real and made yours and made it the standards of of your life. Oh my God! Yeah, we've never done that. Never, never. Yes, yes. And it's almost like the cycle of life, you know. Like you, you're born, then you go to school, then you have a couple, or you become like you find a relationship. Either you find it before you finish college, or after you finish college, before you move out of your parents' house, or during when you're still. You know, like it's like this all must be's that we keep putting in place about that correct way yeah. of living. And if you that don't have it, people say, like I remember when I was single for a longer time, people say, Aw, honey, <laughs> don't worry, you're gonna find the one. And I said, But I'm not looking. <laughs> and people thought, Oh my god, now she's really crazy. <laughs> now we have officially lost her. Now, now we, we have proof. Yes. I, I, rem- I recognize that so much I'm Indian, so you can imagine. 25 and still single, 28 and still single, 30 and still single. Oh, darling, I'm thinking about you when I go to the temple and praying for you. I'm like, why are you praying for me? <laughs> Don't pray for me! 
I'm happy. <laughs> because it is unimaginable that you can be happy with yourself. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. And then you can be that happy with yourself in a relationship as well. <gasps> it's like, oh. <laughs> and that you can be yourself in a relationship. Yeah, well, that too. Even. That's not allowed. It's the best version. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's amazing. The, and, and yet, the re- like having a relationship is this thing you know it's like you can't be yourself in a relationship and you can't be happy in a relationship but you definitely should want one and there's something wrong with you if you don't yeah and if That's you it. have it you should be happy but obviously you're not happy exactly. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so go have fun with that exactly. for the rest of your life <laughs> well and remember we were to i think it was a free zoom that you and i did Susanna, and you and you said um i had never heard you say this before but you were like you said when you met um, jerk, Jürgen, Jürgen, Jürgen mm-hmm. your um, partner, playmate. Um, how you were like, oh shit! Yeah, I know, <laughs> I know. It was so funny. So I, so I, yeah, I was single for a very long time, many, many, many years, and then um, I had decided. I mean, there wasn't like a, there was an awareness combined with a suso of a definition and a conclusion. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> a bit more than that, actually. Um, so, you know, I was really happy being single. And then I decided, oh, my God, like having a relationship would mean being caged in, not having choice, not you know having to compromise, not being able to be myself. And so um, I had a, a class in, in Germany and I went from the venue where I was facilitating the class to the kitchen just to get myself some, you know, whatever. And then out of the kitchen came this man. And we literally bumped into each other. Not the way you think. Oh. <laughs> no, no, no. I hear, I hear the ladies. Naughty thoughts. <laughs> um, and, and, so, um, and so we just hang out for a while. And then when we got to know each other and it felt so good, I went, damn, I didn't plan that. <laughs> it feels so good. And it, like, it slipped into a relationship very, very slowly. Thank God, you know, I'm so happy I took it slowly and not went into, okay, you know, this this rule that we have. First time you meet a person or even have sex, it's fun, hopefully, you know. Occasionally. Occasionally, you know, there are other times if you're lucky. So the second time you're like in a relationship, the third time you're married. And um, yeah, and it was so cool to do it just differently and and give myself time. But yes, it was that, oh my God, no, I didn't plan that. Why is that happening? (laughs) It's not the way that I have. I haven't planned this. No, you know, my life is getting out of control. Because women do not tend to be controlled. Never. At all. Or have any conclusions about what is the right way to meet a man we're just angelic beings yes yeah. <laughs> perfect pure the driven snow exactly well when I met my partner Brian it was actually um, it was funny because it was kind of the opposite like it was like yeah we were both like yes amazing and it was so weird because we met in the Caribbean at a retreat and we were like, well, we don't live in the same place and we both have kids and we, you know, and I had, when I was married, my husband um, traveled all the time and I was, I sort of was like, like swore that I would never do that again. And here I was meeting this man that didn't live mm-hmm. anywhere near me and wouldn't for the foreseeable decade, you know, <laughs> <laughs> given the ages of our kids and all of that. And, um, 
I remember um, we kind of like started to go into this whole like creating a problem out of it, you know, like, Mm -hmm. oh, well, okay, so... Now we have one of those problem wrong, long distance wrong distance long distance relationships, um, and where how are we going to solve the problem? You know, and then about a year later, I found access consciousness and totally wow. different conversations, and it was like, and we hadn't made it you know enough of a problem yet to really <laughs> we were really enjoying each other, um, and we we also really were following the energy and we knew. You know, we knew that actually we were just like, this is right. Like, this is fun and this is wonderful and let's just do this and it's going to go wherever it's going to go. But um, it was so, it was such a relief to find these conversations that we have in Access Consciousness that are so different and go, oh, this actually really works for us. You know, and people now, it's the same kind of thing where people go, well, long distance relationship for eight years like doesn't that isn't that hard doesn't that get you know how do you do it what and I'm like or who's gonna move when you know and it's like nobody ever ever maybe or works for us thank you very much yeah and and not only like it works and not only does it work but we really enjoy it really really enjoy it and the space and the that sense of like single woman single man and together and it's like busting out of all of those definitions of all of it that's it the busting out of definitions yeah yeah totally like what if we don't have a definition of what it means to be a single woman what it means to be a single man what it means to be a man or a woman in a relationship and you just can create it the way you desire and we've never been told that like like the thing that I didn't want to have a relationship is I looked around I looked at the people who have relationships I'm like that's not what I want. Like, yeah. if this is what relationship is, thank you very much and no thank you. Yeah. <laughs> and then, like, with the tools that we get here, it's like, wow, you can actually create it the way you desire, the way it works for you and the other person, not the way that everybody else does. Yeah. But, Kalpana, you have also a very unique relationship. Do you want to... Well, I recognize that I don't want that because I remember people I've told Heather before that people will be like I'm getting married I'm going to move in with my boyfriend and I'd be like condolences <laughs> you know, I literally would be like why would you want to do that to yourself like oh I'm so sorry for your choice <laughs> like literally I used to think that and then I met the man of my life right now um, I love that the man of the my man life right like, yeah, I mean, so yeah, now perfect yeah perfect. and I've been and, and it really evolved also gradually actually quite quickly because it was just like matching everything where we were being the space that we have we weren't I hadn't met our access consciousness hadn't been in my life yet but we were already just in the space of creation from the very beginning we lived in different countries we met when we could and it was so yummy and then it was really practical he's like okay I either have to sign the contract of my apartment or I move and then he's like, why don't we move to the middle? Like, we, he, I was living in Amsterdam. He was living in north of France. So he said, why don't we move to the middle of the two? We didn't want either of them to give up their life for the other. And we were really clear about that. And I was like, oh, that's pretty practical. And so it just evolved very naturally. But we really have a very unusual relationship because we were married this summer for 10 years. I might have done one year together with him if I count the days uh, because we don't see each other so much but it's never been a relationship of need ah say more 
we, well, we've never, it has been from the very beginning normal that each person has their own life and is traveling and is creating. And the togetherness is, is where we are contributing to that whatever the other person is creating and what we create together by being together. So it's been part of our, from the very beginning, that we're used to not being together all the time. And this has been a thread of our relationship. And uh, both of us have a lot of people going, you're married, but you're so free. Like, <laughs> but you're so free. Yeah, like, like oh, but how is it? Huh, huh, huh. Like, uh, you don't look like you're married. I'm like, I have no idea how I'm supposed to look like, but this is how I look, you know? <laughs> this is my marriage. This is my marriage. <laughs> but it's really where we are creating just what works for us, for mm-hmm. us and has n- we never have looked at what we're supposed yeah. to create. I know that people get really confused by us and they wonder how it works because we, you know, we have now, right now, um, the next the next moment I'm going to see him, it's going to be after six weeks and it's going to be for two hours. <laughs> and this is just also our commitment to what we're creating in the world yeah. and being there for each other and supporting each other. That, okay, so you said something, you said a couple of things, I'm making taking notes because, you know, after the as, as class, one does. You know, as one does. <laughs> cells, not so much. Um, so you and now it's gone again but I wrote the things down but you said something now at the end remind me what did you say at the end creation you, you know creation. you have your you have yeah you have your own each has her their own life yeah you totally. know and that's and that's what you chose and that's so different it is and we've never so ever looked at how you're supposed to because it's mm-hmm. always been we're both like creation people so yeah. we definitely want to see each other and we will you know, do everything to see each other. It's not like we're avoiding each other at all. We're really looking for that, but it's not vital for our relationship to work. Yeah. And I think that has to do with the maintenance, you know, like this idea of how are you supposed to be taking care of the relationship, maintaining the relationship. And that's, I think, where it comes down to it's hard work. That's where all our points of view about how are you supposed to be functioning in a relationship it's what actually starts to make you make like the worst of your like parts of yourself or, or yeah. things that you like because you're supposed to be serving the bigger purpose of staying together the in a relationship. The bigger purpose yeah, the higher purpose of No matter what, we shall stay together. It doesn't matter if we kill each other, but we're exactly. together. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> the most wow. important thing. Exactly. Yeah. So the elements of what you said now, Kalpana, was also the... You know, like we, there is this unspoken picture and way a relationship should look like and be and evolve. Yeah. There's this right way to do it. And nobody, like, there's not a, probably have books about it, but it's not this, it's this unspoken rule. Yeah, it's not like people come and tell you. No. It's not like you learn when you're young, you must do this <laughs> and do that, but you get it energetically. Here are the yeah. points yeah. when you're 16. Make you're notes. like, no, yeah. but you get it energetically, exactly. Yeah. And then, but what you say is like, you do what's practical. So, yeah. so you do basically what works for you with you, who you are, what your life is, what he is, who he is and his life is. And then both of them together, what creates more for both of you yeah that's different definitely and you know there are moments that I like he has a project I have a project or he has something and I want to see him because I haven't seen him I want to see him so I choose to travel to see him or he chooses to not do something so he can come see me but it's completely from choice and from what we desire yeah not because oh one must see each other so many times a week and you know do that for so many hours a month or you know there's no reference points we just 
purely because there are moments like that I'll be like, oh, I, I, you know, this is like, no, I want to actually really come and see you. I'm going to cancel this and because I want to be with you. And I'm like, oh, amazing, cool. And there are moments that, like now I'm like, no, actually I'm staying. I'm not going to see you for six weeks and I'm going to see you for two hours after that. But then he's like, oh, but then I'll fly earlier in so I can see you there for three days. You yeah. know, so it's completely from choice. Wow. Where, where the commitment to life is not uh, from right and wrong. And that's the point, and that's what like, the paradigm in this reality is. Everybody, everything about what's right, what's wrong, like doing what's right, avoiding what's wrong, mm -hmm. and then um, what if it like sex, whether you're single or in a relationship, what if it's not about getting it right, but about doing what works for you? Exactly. And mm -hmm. for that, you have to find out what you what really you works do, for you. Yeah. yeah. Which is a bit of a thing to get to when we've been so busy for so many years doing what everybody else wanted us to do or living up to somebody else's standards yeah, so programmed to always mm -hmm. go there yeah that's what like for me i've been single i've been married i've been separated and had so much joy and creation in all of those mm. but it was always about my relationship with me mm, nice. and if i wasn't in relationship with me it was irrelevant what was going on with this other person Because until you're really like committed to you and committed to the intimacy with yourself, you have nothing really to gift. Yeah. And I would say for me with men, it's very playful, whatever stage it's in, if you're married, if you're dating, if whatever you're doing. Um, I've learned a lot about also honoring whether or not they're having an intimacy with themselves. Hmm. And no matter how much I adore this person, love them, and learned to devote myself to someone, if they're not in a relationship with themselves, there's no space for me to play with them. Mm. So every time somebody pulls away, I can now honor that as gifting them the space mm. to be in relationship with them. And it, it reminds me of that, to cultivate that even more with me. Yeah. And the more I do that, the more communion I have in so many relationships. And, and as you were all talking, I was thinking, you know, yes, we're programmed as women, these relationships. And I mean, I remember I never thought I'd get married, never thought I'd get married. And then I was walking down the aisle with my dad crying in a white dress, everything I said I'd never do. Um, you know, it worked and it didn't and all of those things. Um, but I, I had this incredible rebel of a grandmother say to me once, she said, If I could give you any advice, just live for you first and let everyone celebrate whatever that is. Wow. Mm. That's wow. Yeah. Cheers yeah. to that. Yeah, cheers to that. And mm. she, she had four kids and had given her life to taking care of kids and men and lived in that generation. Yeah. Um, but she recognized, she recognized that, that opportunity to have a relationship with self. Mm. So, I don't know where the sex part comes in. Maybe after <laughs> the break. We, yeah. 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 Oh. we need a foreplay. Well, that was, yeah. <laughs> exactly. that, that actually, I wanted to touch on that too as a parent, because that's really, um, I mean, you know, because this topic to me is, it's really about you and you and the creation of your life and, you know, how, like your body and all of that. And, um, I don't know, 
where I, if I said this or somebody else or whatever, but just this idea that nobody ever, like kids don't grow up and go, God, I wish my mom had given herself up more for me. (laughs) (laughs) And you don't get to the end of your life as a parent and go, God, I wish I had given myself up more for my kids or my partner or my, you know, like those are the, those are the big regrets, you know, that people have at the end of their lives or, you know, of like, wow, I really kind of ignored me in favor of my business, in favor of my kids, in favor of my family, in favor of all these things that we think we have to take care of and handle and attend to when you're not, you're nowhere in the computation. And um, that was always for me, I, when I became a mom, I sort of also started kind of doing that world Mm because I didn't know a conversation of parenting that didn't have judgment in it until I found access and relationship. I mean, all this stuff, you know, Um, because we don't really, I mean, we talk a lot about judgment and access consciousness and living, you know, free from that and beyond that. And, and yet most people don't really even know what that is. It's such a, intricate conversation in a way um but it's the way that we navigate like to really see where we're going in our lives Mm -hmm. judgment is like this flag or this you know like temperature thingy that makes you it's our gps it's our gps yeah yeah it's you you get to find out like you just yeah you you know what to do based Mm -hmm. on the right and the wrong of it you know and so stepping into parenting for me it was like okay well i was so hell-bent to be like the right good perfect and correct mom you know and i was a social worker and i had all these Mm -hmm. degrees and i had all this child development stuff and you know it was like had all the information you know and yet i hated it I hated Mm. being a mom um and but what I hated was not being a mom I actually hated living from judgment constantly because as soon as you add babies and kids into your world you step into a whole other playing field of judgment (laughs) that you're living from and that you're expected to you know live up to that it's not possible and I was just I was so I was so miserable and I'm so grateful that I was so miserable because that's really had me actually look and go, okay, I'm not, I'm not interested in doing this. Like I'm not interested in, in, I don't care how bad of a mom I have to be or how terrible of a partner or whatever. Like I am not, I'm not willing to live my life from this, you know, this GPS that's just a big lie. Um, And so what if, you know, what would it be like to live, to have relationships and sex and parenting and business and all these things beyond beyond where you're you're not giving yourself up? And not only are you not giving yourself up, but you're actually like you are front and center. And I love that. What what was it? Let everybody celebrate you or celebrate that. And as you were saying this, I just, it was just so clear how the, the, the impelled judgments about being a mom, Mm -hmm. being a wife and for the gentleman out there for being like the breadwinner and, and the husband and all these roles, almost all of them, the front running judgment is to cut yourself out of it. Yeah. Yeah. In favor of it, to do, so and, and, and so many other things like in, in just religion and so many things where I know for me I really bought into de- like devotion like giving myself up for yeah and that's the first thing with the judgment of a good mom 
Yeah. And so to really be the difference of a good mom, to really be the difference of a great wife, uh-huh. to really be the difference of the most incredible girlfriend or the, the difference of a single, single person yeah. has the very unusual difference of having yourself as a priority. Yeah. Yeah. I kind of want to keep going, yeah. but I don't know actually if I, I'm not even sure if we have to have a commercial or not. So we're just going to do one just in case. <laughs> we will um, pause momentarily and be right back. We're making it easier to listen to the Voice America Talk Radio Network live wherever you go on iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android. Download it from the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. What would you say if I told you that you could change your life in only one hour and all while lying down relaxing? Thousands of people all over the world have. What am I talking about? It's called Access Consciousness The Bars. The Bars is an energetic body process that contains 32 different points on your head that when run assist you in releasing decisions about any area of your life that you have made solid and as a result cannot change. The Bars is the first class in Access Consciousness, a dynamic set of tools and information designed to transform any area of your life. When you have a Bars session, the worst that can happen is you feel like you had a fantastic massage. The best thing that can happen is your whole life could change. Go to accessconsciousness.com today to find a facilitator to schedule a private session or to find a Bars class in your area. Are you willing to give yourself an hour to change your life? Hi, this is Dr. Dane here. Have you felt different your whole life? A dreamer? A seeker? An outsider? Always wrong no matter how hard you try? What if there's a completely different way of functioning in this reality? What if you, truly being you, could change everything and the world? If you'd like to find out, go to beingyouclass.com. Twelve years ago, I was on the verge of suicide, and I came into contact with some amazing tools that changed everything for me. Today, I live a life I couldn't even imagine possible at that time. I have the honor of traveling around the world facilitating thousands of people on how to change their lives with these very tools. I'd like to share some of them with you. Go to beingyouclass.com and sign up for my free video series. My gift to you. What if the tools to change everything are available now? Are you ready to explore these tools in this energy live? Is now the time? Go to beingyouclass.com. You know if this is for you. You always do. Have you always wondered what it would be like to have more fun, ease, joy, and success in your business? What if your business could be more fresh, vibrant, and thriving every day? Heather Nichols' Generative Business Pods program is a six-month business creation intensive of embodying question, choice, possibility, and contribution as the main elements for creating a dynamically different and wildly successful business. What if exponential growth in your business and income could come from being more of you? Find out more at heathernichols.com forward slash business pods. Follow us on Twitter at VoiceAmericaTRN. Get the lowdown on guests, new shows, and your favorites. That's VoiceAmericaTRN. You are listening to Creating Beyond Reality with Heather Nichols. If you have a question or comment about our program, please send an email to heather at heathernichols.com. That's heather at heathernichols.com. Now, back to Creating Beyond Reality. 
Welcome back, everybody. This is Creating Beyond Reality Radio. And we have a super special show this week. Um, There's five of us ladies sitting here in a beautiful room in Malaysia. um, And you probably caught the first part of the show. um, Chatting about sex and the single woman. And um, we had some really cool conversations as we were breaking for a moment. Um, So where do you guys want to go? You guys were... I really loved what this was saying about the um, the expectations of others and how that makes you go into this apologizing for your choices and then often eventually cutting off, which is like every every like being married, being a mom, being you know has these expectations that everybody just expects you to f- fulfill. Mm-hmm. And like you know this was this is really powerful. I think I I know that I as a married woman I'm a very bad wife and my mom used to always be like you're never home Uh, are you cooking dinner for your husband Uh, is he okay that you didn't take his surname things that were not in my reality or his and that people make real like Mm. and I would the the cool thing I can really say that I would like no he isn't and I I would just shrug it off it was not my point of view but it is such an expectation and it can really kill a relationship or a possibility because it's such a dominating energy of how you're supposed to be even now sometimes my mom is like oh you're away for so long and he happens to be home I'm like yeah and I was home and he wasn't there it's just creation for us but people have all these expectations it's sort of like the, in this reality, the barometer of relationship is how much of you you give up. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> so how good of a, then you're a good person. You are in relationship. Yeah, if you more, give yourself up, you're a good person. The more you give yourself up, the yeah. better you are. Right. You're Whether miserable. that's mother, girlfriend, <laughs> wife, and even role. even a first date. <laughs> I mean, if you really look at the refined judgments in it, it's like you're more valuable by what you're willing to give up. Yeah, totally. Yeah. So what else is possible? <laughs> yeah, we on this reality with that. Yeah. Like really what else is possible and like everything you guys talk about is is um everything that's put on you from the outside, from someone else that you will you make that person's point of view more valuable than what's true for you? Yeah. And so the question is how do you change that and how did we change this to create something that's lighter and more expansive and really yummy yeah. and expansive is so one of the things that um, helped me with the access consciousness tools is really like becoming clear on what's coming from someone else and what's coming from me. Like, what are the points of views that come from my parents, my family? What do they want from me? Aha, uh-huh, okay. What's the energy of those? What's the sounds of those? What are the, you know, the, what constitutes the, 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 the judgments? What are they actually about? And then what's true for me? And the tool that, that I always use and also suggest for others is, is, you know, look at what makes you feel lighter. So if... If you hear someone say, oh, did you check if you're, you know, is your husband happy with you doing this and that? Is this really good? Is, are you sure? Or something. And you hear something like that or whatever it is in your world and it just uh, contracts your world. Then just know, you know, everything that's heavy is a lie. What's true, what's, what makes you feel lighter is true for you. So, and then you ask, okay, so if I set that apart, if you just set, if I set this aside, what I just, you know, doesn't make me feel lighter and then you ask okay hmm, maybe sit somewhere where it's quiet just for you with your body and ask so what do I know here 
what's true for me and then wait don't force yourself to have an answer this might take a while because we're not used to asking those questions and then just check okay so where's the lightness where's this oh that makes just makes your heart sing makes you happy and makes you go that excited about the future you're creating that's what's true for you mm -hmm. and we have to keep on practicing like every single one of us in this room are have been practicing mm -hmm. and we're still practicing every Absolutely. day yeah. to find yeah. out what's true for us this is not something we came in with not yeah. something we've yeah, been we taught to work it sorry it's also a um it, there's no conclusion in that. Like, it's yeah. so yeah. easy to hear that conversation and go, okay, I'm going to find out what's true for mm -hmm. me and then I'll know. And then that's it. Yeah. But like you said, we're, yeah. we're doing this every day. And I see how, it, like you were talking about Kalpana, like just doing this in your relationship. And that's one of the things that we do all the time. It's like, well, what's required now? Right. You know, and it might be being monogamous or not being monogamous or seeing each other more or not seeing each other more or, or having sex once a year or every day or something yeah. in between. Yeah. 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 Just yeah. Try to like, in between. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and um, also like the more tenacious, cause I know my mom was really like from her point of view, being caring for me and my husband. But when I was really just like, well, I just never got, I never let her point. I was always like, it was never hard for me. Cause I was like, that's not our reality. So I never let that get to me. Mm. And when she saw that, like at a certain moment, she stopped because she saw like, oh, actually, this has nothing to do with her or him. And they're fine. And you're fine. Yeah. And you're more than fine. It's, it's working. So it's mm. like, you know, so it's also like as soon as we, if we allow it to not get real, yeah. it's not real. And then like, I really saw my mom like change with that. She was really concerned. And then she's like, oh my God, these two are freaking happy. I am happy. But you here. became the leader because yeah. you did yeah. what you knew what works for you. You yeah. trusted you. And the yeah. moment you trust you, you are the leader. Absolutely. And people go, oh, okay, she's actually she's actually fine. She knows what she's doing. I okay, cool. Too. Yeah. And I'm inspired, you know, like the, your surroundings become inspired. And, and what are you changing with, you know, everybody else that sees your relationship? They're like, oh, okay, that's the way it could mm -hmm. be done. Maybe I can listen I to myself too yeah. oh yeah. wow absolutely you can trust the difference that you be because i think one of the most i mean i was a mexican my dad is french so i have uh, yes i was mexican right now what i'm looking at is like i would always see these contrasts in the way that they both projected what was expected of me mm. as their daughter and so for me I remember I was like maybe 13 or something like that and I was with a couple of cousins of mine and they were super sure about that they were going to get married that they were going to be having a wedding in a church uh, how high his their husbands were going to be even though they haven't oh, met them yeah. and in my mind I was like going I'm insane compared to these two yeah. I have no idea if I want to get married, like I was pretty sure that I wanted to share my life with someone maybe at some point, but how was that going to look like and what were the terms of it were completely wide open. And that, and we were talking about, they had like two or three years more than me. They were not much older. I was like, wow. how can you make up your mind at 16 that you want to get married, that you want to have a wedding, that you're going to have that amount of children. And in Mexico, that's like 80% of the population. Like, yeah. they all know that's the correct thing to do. So for me, what really changed uh, and made me choose 
in a very different way the lives that they are living is I was really aware that I was just different like I'm sorry maybe the computer system that was integrating my body before coming in just got <laughs> broken or something because that GPS and that you know like that compass that makes you choose between right and wrong was just broken well, and I just, one. I want to say, like, the, one of the big things, this, like, the underlying energy that allows you to even acknowledge that is courage. It's, mm-hmm. like, the courage to actually just see that you're different, to not make yourself wrong, to explore what's true for you, to know what's true for you, to choose what's true for you. It takes a lot of courage. Mm-hmm. But, but then that, because if you realize that, oh, okay, I'm different, and that's not a bad thing. Yeah. It's like, okay, cool, where can I find my weird people? Where's my weird person? Yeah, because for me, when I found Access Consciousness and all the tools was like, oh, thank God. It, it, thank yeah. God in the sense of, wow, there's more weird and there's different kinds of weird, but I can see how much of that allows and empowers other people to be choosing for themselves. And that weird is valuable. Exactly. Yeah. And that yeah. weird is the new black hole, whatever you want. Yeah. And weird is different than the rebel. Because I know yeah. for me, yeah. before yes. I had these tools, yeah. when I would buck up against not wanting to be your typical bride or <laughs> um, typical anything, but I, I mean, my nickname was rebel. I mean, I was called that out all the time. And, and it did come from a space of resistance, which was the beginning of some sense of I would like something different yeah. and knowing and choosing for me but with these tools and with access and being acknowledged that I know and having questions to to clarify and rarefy the difference between resistance and rebellion and my weird difference which is sometimes not so weird and different mm-hmm. turns out in hindsight, I really loved my white wedding dress. <laughs> um, I don't. Ha- it's you don't have to be yeah. weird in terms of resistance, but weird may be a subtlety. It may be massive, but it's choosing for you, and choosing for you is weird. Yeah. That's because no weird. one, no yes. one taught us how to do that. No one said, "Hey, you know what you know." And so, for me, what's really weird, what's really different since I've had access in my life. Because I may have always been super weird and different, but it's this vibration of, I know, I have questions. This is weird. Not a lot of people on the planet are doing this. Luckily, I'm surrounded by a ton of glorious beings and friends now. But when we all disperse into the world and you're out there, I am like the only one asking questions. <laughs> Within like, well, I could say like 30 square miles. The radius. That's that's the weirdness. Yeah, is being in question to get to know what you know. And what would it take for that to be the valuable asset that you have in your life? Like to really acknowledge the weird and the difference that mm-hmm. you are, and that that's not wrong. Again, yeah. what if it didn't mean anything? Right. What if it just meant oh, I can actually choose whatever works for me, and not only in relationship, and not only in sex. And you know, there's like so many taboo things we haven't really spoken about sex. Really, you know, oh, only okay. it's because we're shy. Yeah, oh, yes. we're shy, shy women. We're not. I've that never heard sex. No. <laughs> <laughs> I've been married, I'm dating, so weird, single, never had sex. <laughs> <laughs> what is sex again? Can someone explain? How do you spell it? S 
Exactly. Um, yeah, that's another load. Like, I love how we're like taking the most loaded subjects in one show. Yeah. Go I like to do that. Family. We do that here sex. on Creating Beyond Reality. Oh. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> that's how you roll. I think it was like, that's I did a show roll. a couple weeks ago on like bodies and money. I'm like, let's just do all of it in one, <laughs> you know? Like, yeah. But I, that actually, with this, this whole like, peace around you know knowing what's true for you and being willing to be weird and having the courage to choose that and it's like so if we if we look if we like expand that out into okay so now what does that create in your relationships like when you actually find people that mm-hmm. to play with you know and mm-hmm. so with sex and copulation and with relationships and it's this to me it's like this essential ground in a way for like having somebody in your life who you can actually create with whether it's in the bedroom or whatever in the park in the park in the car (laughs) we're slowly for playing so yeah and and you know one of the things with sex now that um i did for a long time is i always had sex with people who needed how do you say how needed me to have sex with them yeah rather than it being something nurturing for me I mean it wasn't that it wasn't you know I didn't say yes to it of course I said yes to it but I didn't say yes to the sex based on including me and um, and I didn't even realize that I thought that's how it's done that's just how you do it and so I had many sex experiences where I'm like okay I mean people say sex is the most wonderful thing I'm not really getting it Mm -hmm. it's it's kind of cool but you know sitting by the ocean by sunset or swimming is kind of like more orgasmic than (laughs) copulating so I'm not really getting the concept (laughs) until I got why I didn't get the concept you know it's because I didn't ask questions before I had sex. I didn't ask, will this be nurturing for me? Will it be fun for my body? Will it be something that expands my life? No, no, I'm like, okay, this person wants to have sex with me. Okay, I'm alive. I like sex. Yes, okay, let's do it. But I was never really included. And the moment where I changed that, it's, you know, and how do you change it by asking questions? So before you have sex, not after, not during, before, <laughs> you can have a list on your phone and you can check the list or you make a photo of those if you write it on a paper and you just, okay, you write down, will this be fun? Will this be nurturing? Will this be easy? Will this expand my life? Will I learn something? And you gotta get a yes on every question before you have sex with that person. And then if you get a lightness around it, do it, but do it from including you and your body. Because if you have a tendency to heal people and take care of people, then you probably always choose the needy ones, as I've done. And that's not a kindness to your body. And uh, after a while you get it, oh my God, okay, this actually can include me and it can be amazing for the other person and for my body. But it's a different paradigm to function from with sex when you do it that way. Yeah, well, and I was gonna say, if you do it, if you don't, if you're not including you, um, you might choose the the needy ones, Mm -hmm. you might also choose those who don't really care that you're there, which that was more my experience, um, was like, 
I was like, oh, don't mind me, you know? Like, <laughs> I mean, I'm there too, but I mean, kind of, but not really. And, um, <laughs> and, but it's, it's amazing. I mean, this really just, this is such a huge conversation because it applies across the board in every area of your life, everywhere that you deal with people, we train people how to treat us. And we do that by how we treat ourselves and how we see ourselves and how we be with ourselves and how we be with our bodies, you know, when it comes to sex. And and it's amazing because it's not a tangible thing or a definable thing or a like, this is how you should treat me. But there's this energy that we be with ourselves that tends to be what shows up in our worlds. And sexually relationally otherwise and it's amazing when just changing that you know you change your point of view about yourself and your whole world changes and the people that show up to play with you and how they are with your body and how they are with their own bodies you know even it's totally different and one of the things that I when you said that I noticed is um like it, it it's probably not showing up the way you have thought it would show up yeah. in so many ways. Yeah. So the moment when I ask questions about who's truly nurturing for my body, like the people my body chose, before before that, my, my brain chose, my mind chose the people who I thought I should have sex with that are, you know, my kind of type, my kind of people, <laughs> my type. But that was my mind choosing. Every time I would go, this is my type, this is my kind of man, I'm like, okay, this is actually my brain. This is not including my body. The moment where I included my body, actually, like, the people that my body chose were like, where my brain said, are you crazy? This is not your type. This is not the kind of person you, you are choosing. And when I got, okay, this is actually, my brain doesn't have sex with that person. It's actually my body. And then the, every time I let my body choose, it was actually like, even if I thought it was not my type, oh my God, it was totally different. And it was also different in the way the whole thing progressed. It was not necessarily getting it done, you know, like both of them <gasps> done. Three seconds. But <laughs> but it was this this okay let's just play you know see where this goes choose in the moment you know we don't have to get an orgasm whatever you know however it shows well, up sex without judgment there which go. is huge it's, and it's so beyond this reality wow. to have sex without judgment uh, yourself period I mean even to have sex with yourself without judgment is huge you know but yeah. to actually find somebody else who is willing to play and they're and it's funny because people don't even need to like have this conversation cognitively in their worlds to yeah. have that like they, they there are a lot of people in the world that just don't do judgment and don't do judgment with sex and when you let go of that in your own world then they tend to show up Absolutely. They tend to show up. And for the people listening who are married and choosing monogamy, I can say that, again, it's like the same kind of point I was making earlier, but it, when, you, when you're willing to have no judgment with you first... It's amazing that even if the person that you are you are intimate with may have judgments of themselves, the more you show up as that, it discharges them. And it can be completely different every time with the same person. Yeah. And there is this big distraction out there because sex is one of the most judged things out there. 
and everyone is showing up with either prove or protect or perform and all this bullshit and nonsense. Sorry, I don't know if I can swear. You <laughs> totally can. It's at their show, it's fine. <laughs> <laughs> I have a very clean like, mouth. Showing up with no judgment is like sort of like a judgment. Like, do, do you really know what that is until you're, you're really engaging intimacy with yourself? And I know for me that someone who I thought would never... Um, would never shift that. Mm-hmm. I had experienced almost like a different person when I showed up more more in that space for me. So cool. Yeah. And wow. so I wonder what your husband or wife could become wow. by you choosing you. And oh, not saying a word wow. to them. Yeah, never. You don't tell them any of this yeah. stuff. That yeah. is amazing. Um, and, yeah, and that so cool. is amazing because yeah. we're every day is a new day. Every Every time you're going to embrace anyone, whether it's a new partner or a partner of 20 years, what would it take for it to be a real exploration? Yeah. Your point of view creates your reality. So awesome. Yeah. With the inclusion of you and engaging the elements of intimacy and, and really, really honoring whether or not they're being that or not. So that's why I think in monogamous relationships, it's really fun to talk to people about hey, you know what? They might still really be wrapped up in judgment, but just keep showing up as you with more and more and more space and know that that is a potency beyond that beyond words. And the fact that they have judgments is not a problem. Not a problem. It's not about them having to be perfect for them to be perfect for you. It's like they are as they are with their flaws. You have your things going on. (laughs) And none of that is relevant. None of that matters. It's like, what can you two create that you have not acknowledged and not considered as possible? And if you if you show up and you're both full of judgment and it's really clunky and it's terrible for a night, who cares? Yeah, start exactly. over tomorrow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. It doesn't mean anything. It doesn't. It's not real. It doesn't matter. Yeah. So sex, sex or no sex or not so good sex or whatever, it doesn't mean Mm. the relationship is bad. No. Yes. All of the that whole scale of good to bad sex and whatever we decided that is Mm. is any of that real? Exactly. And what people are like, oh, I had the best sex. I'm like, interesting. Because I just perceive all the judgments. Exactly. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. No, but it's true because you said something. You said choosing monogamy. Um, and I like the way you put it because it's really a choice. It's like monogamy works for some people and not for everybody. Yeah. And what if this is also a choice you yeah. make with finding out what's true for you and not judge it? Because when we find out that what we want is different than what many other people want, we tend to judge it. Yeah. Right. You know, what if that there is really no right or no wrong? And, and if somebody judges you for the choices you make that are not standard operating procedure, uh, like monogamy, <laughs> what if you don't give that any power? What if you just go, thank you for your judgments, um, and I'm going to do it anyway because it makes me happy. Right. And if I'm happy, the earth is happy, and everybody around me gets happier. So, mm. And it's also yeah. not like, you know, this is your choice. Like, yeah. It has nothing to do with anybody. Yeah. Like, I don't call my neighbor to tell her I'm going to have sex now. <laughs> maybe I should because it's going to be loud. But it's like it has nothing to do with anybody right. else yeah. than the two people involved or whoever, how many people are involved. Mm-hmm. The body, mm-hmm. the the body the involved. The body. One to but, but we make it like a, a thing that we have to get approval for, right. just yeah. like so many other things. Mm-hmm. 
and it actually has nothing to do with anything. Exactly. Right. I thought you have to write to the church and have a... Get the permission. Get the permission. May I now? Just for fun, not yeah. because I want to conceive. <laughs> Wow. <laughs> we had a, um, my partner and I had a, um, we've been monogamous most of our relationship. And then we had about a year last year where we weren't monogamous. And, but it was very like, uh, like we just talked about it a lot and we made agreements and, um, and we actually did a, um, a Facebook live mm -hmm. and a, um, it's on my YouTube channel for anybody that is interested in more on that conversation. We did an hour long Facebook Live, um, I don't know, maybe a year or so ago, just talking about it, you know, and and how what it was like and what we what we played with and what we you know, just how, what it was like for us. And um, so anyway, if you are interested in hearing more about that, you can go to the Heather Nichols YouTube channel and um, find it there. So. And who does that? Excuse me, but yeah, that is so really. awesome. It's like such a space of vulnerability to go, okay, we did this and this is how it was for us. I mean, who talks about this yeah. openly? So, yeah. wow. Yeah, it was really, really cool. amazing. People really appreciated mm -hmm. it. Shuffle. Mm -hmm. Shuffle. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's such an example. It's such a different, weird and different example as a conscious conversation that two people yeah. who really adore each other can have. Wow. And, you you know, like, there's nothing wrong with monogamy and there's nothing wrong with multiple partners there's and there's nothing, nothing wrong. wrong with anything. So one of the things that we have to cultivate our conscious conversations and your yeah. Facebook Live was awesome yeah. because a lot of people, you may or may not have a partner who will ever be wanting to do that, but it's right. a great example yeah. of what you can do at home. Mm. What you can do in your own bedroom, just the two of you. Like, yeah. you, you guys were able to share it with all of us is amazing. But yeah. um, I just wanted to say that, like, people can can get a hint of a new way to talk to their partner and a new way to share vulnerability with their partner from watching that. Yeah, I mean, it's just it's just an energy of... Um, of uh, Oh, we have to end. <laughs> I was looking at the timer. Um, really just that, like, no problems and no judgment, you know, and and really constantly looking at what's true for you, what's true for the other person, and honoring that, you know. And one thing I do so. want to mention with this multiple partners, like, for me, one of the experiences I had is that it, when you choose that, it doesn't necessarily mean that you're choosing against your partner, or because yeah. you are doing yeah. something to get, like if you do it from yeah. that space yeah. that most probably will not create the most for yeah. your relationship we, so yeah, I think we might be getting cut off soon so we're going to end but thank you guys so much this is amazing we could just keep going and going um, and if you want to join um, Susanna and I in Budapest or online um, June 7th through 9th you can go to heathernichols.com slash single woman Budapest and it's not just for women um, obviously yeah <laughs> so thanks everybody for being here um, stay connected on the on the Facebook page for creating beyond reality and heathernichols.com slash radio or slash podcast to see where we're going next thanks everybody bye thank you for joining us today for creating beyond reality 
Make sure to join Heather Nichols again next Monday at noon Pacific and 9 p.m. Central European Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel for another adventure into the brilliance of you. Have an amazing week of possibility and creation. 